Hello and welcome to another episode of SaaS Showdown, a software as a service showing down with myself, <laughs> Colin McCarthy, and laughing there yeah, a few hundred thousand miles away. Uh, hey, everybody. I'm Rose Layton. <laughs> Bit of an exaggeration there for, for some of it. Yes. Uh it has been a busy year. As we get towards the end of it, we like to look back and do a recap on the conference season. And who doesn't love uh, waiting in line, picking up their badge, putting it around their neck, shuffling potentially in, getting COVID with potentially getting COVID, shuffling into a huge auditorium, sitting at the back, listening to some incredibly loud disco music, waiting for the keynote to start. Did you get to experience any of them this year, Rose? Uh, no, I declined conference season. Um, I would say as a general rule, I try not to attend them. Oh, why? Um, you, 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 well, you don't like I eating think, lunch out of, a, out of a small cardboard box? Uh, there's that. Um, I mean, free food is always an incentive, but I think um, there's just a lot that's like really not necessary. I really, so for example, like we met, in person, the only time at altitude, right? Yep. I enjoyed altitude because it was all IT people, all the people there were IT, like IT and it focused was all, or whatever. All one, one platform that was better clouds. All, all one platform. Yeah. Well, I mean, but yeah, but so like I have wanted to go to next Google next, not as like a regular thing. I just want to go once. Right. So like eventually I will go to next in person. I was supposed to go in 2020. So, um, <laughs> yeah, had the, had, the, had the flights booked and everything. Um, but yeah, but so, uh, but yeah, in, in general, I think conferences, you know, right about the time they started having celebrities as their keynote speakers is the time when I was like, yeah, maybe this doesn't provide as much value as it could. Right. Um, okay. I do think for what it's worth, I do think conferences can be an excellent way, number one, to kind of like get a thumb on like what other people are thinking about, right? You meet new people, you talk to them about their daily lives and what their concerns are. I think the other thing is like they can drive creativity. So if you're feeling stuck on a particular issue or if you're like i don't know where i go from here in terms of like how to make my organization better or more efficient or more productive whatever i think the conferences can give you ideas in those areas yes they can be very inspiring and motivational yes, very inspiring and that's what they're meant to do right <clears throat> like they're meant to help you like buy into the product and all of that stuff. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I haven't seen it, but uh, I'm sure there is a lot of Kool-Aid to be, uh, to be had a lot of these things. So, oh my gosh. So much Kool-Aid to be drunk, really. So, yeah. I, you know, so the, the, the big ones, if we're looking at the SaaS platforms that we work mm -hmm. with, um, obviously we did mention that we met at Altitude, which was run by Better Cloud. I don't mm -hmm. believe they did one this year, physical mm -hmm. or virtual. Yeah. But uh, you know, and then there's Google Next, which happened in uh, April time, I believe. Was it April time? No, wait a minute. When did that? September, when was... August. Yeah. The next yeah. one, the next one in 2024, is happening in Las Vegas in April. This year's one happened at the end of August. Uh, I was going to be thought I was going to be uh, attending until my employment was uh, was changed. And I didn't. Right. I didn't go. As we covered previously. Yes, as we've covered. 
Uh, Okta is another big one, or Octane. Um, Mm -hmm. Okta being a lot of people's identity provider. Microsoft Ignite just recently uh, closed uh, about a week ago, I think, or two weeks ago. Um, as of the time of this recording. As the time of this recording. This comes out a little bit later because um, of our editing and release schedule. Uh, Dreamforce, uh, uh, which is uh, Salesforce and Slack. Sales, yeah, is Salesforce another and big, Slack. Another big conference. And, and then, Tableau and a bunch of other things. Yeah. And then um, there's there's a lot of other ones. And then there's the, the Zoom, uh, Zoomtopia. Um, right. Yeah. There's Zoomtopia. There's JNUC, which is for the Jamf Nation. So I was actually at yeah. the Jamf conference. Oh, okay. Um, Did you go? Is that the only conference you went to this year? The only one I went to this year. Uh, I'm helping to support a uh, assessment management platform. Um, Zluri um, and worked on their stand and spoke to a lot of uh, potential customers and, and clients. Um, and it was very interesting. And it was very interesting being uh, at a at a Mac only conference where I was probably or a, a Mac dedicated conference where I was probably the only one walking around with a Chromebook and an Android phone. Um, right, absolutely. But, uh, no Apple I would to have be found. would have stuck out like a sore thumb, but. Uh, <laughs> It was it was very interesting, and uh, uh, one one thing I did note about that conference is keynotes sometimes start late. You know, if you're watching it online, I've often watched the uh, the next conference online. Certainly, have in the last few years. Any of these other mm-hmm. conferences, they might start anywhere between ninety seconds to three minutes late. Right. Jamf uh, user conference started twenty minutes late. It was oh, really? very weird. Yes. Wow, that is unusual. Yeah, especially for people who would have paid to watch the virtual, you know, uh, the virtual right. session, and it, I think it did mess up a lot of the first day because of schedules normally overrun, and then there's yeah, right, just everything ran twenty minutes behind. That's yeah. crazy. But it was very interesting. A lot of big announcements. You know, uh, security, zero trust, um, mm-hmm. user management. Um, but uh, yeah. Well, and I think the the big thing, right, that we saw from from all of the conferences is just really digging deeper into this AI. So yes. last se- last season we talked about, um, you know, when we did our conference roundup, then we talked about like sort of the emerging AI assistants and chatbots and other AI features, and like this year we're really starting to see a lot more concrete and advanced examples of what AI can do. Yes. Uh, and these were all, all of their announcements were AI based, probably even written by AI. Basically everybody. It was, yeah. it was a, it was an AI conference and also included Google Workspace or, you know, right. Microsoft Office. It was just an AI conference season. Like it might as well have been their conference. Yes. Yeah. yeah I, well, and um, one of the things I had to note when I was looking at the some of the roundups that we used for to prepare for this episode, um, the naming is not very creative. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, for example, right? They renamed Bing Chat, their the the and Microsoft AI assistant to Copilot, but then Salesforce has Einstein Copilot, and that's their <laughs> chat. Yes, assistant. and I know there is some partnership between uh, looking at the recap videos that I saw of about Ignite, the Microsoft conference. There are some 
partnerships between Salesforce and other companies, uh, Zendesk, what was the other one? I think mm-hmm. they did Slack. So obviously that's Salesforce as well to utilize co-pilot services. So I think part of it is a, a, a cross-branding of the co-pilot name. But yes, you can now get co-pilot for everything. Think of a Microsoft product and just put co-pilot for at the front of it and it will be an additional add-on or an additional SKU that you can pay for to add to your already um, probably quite costly subscription. So that's that's the the one interesting part that I saw from... If you look at the, all of the updates that have happened this year, um, all of the new features and functionalities for the most part for a lot of these platforms add AI functionality at a cost. And obviously AI is not cheap to run, requires a lot of processing power, a lot of customized chips, whether you're making your own. Uh, so stay tuned to find out which which of these vendors is now making their own chips, just like everybody else wants to be doing. <laughs> right. Yeah. But it is it is about in, in encouraging, enticing additional revenue from from subscribers, which will be interesting to see how that plays out in business. Certainly in the coming year, with discussions about. Um, I don't really want to say the R word, um, uh, you know, re- recession. And oh, yeah. I was like, which R word, Colin? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm shocked to think that you know of a, of a, Ransomware. Root, a, a, root, a root swear word that starts with R. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, you know, I think some IT belts will need to be tightened. Mm-hmm. So the question will be is, how does how do how do our fellow admins and budget holders and finance directors look at these feature updates that all of these conferences have announced and the additional costs? And a lot of these are will allow you to you know buy one get one free license or use free for thirty days. They're all enticing you. Um, right. Well, and the other piece too, right, is that the vendors are going to try to sell you on the idea that if you use, if you buy the AI addition module, whatever, that um, your return on investment will be high enough to warrant the cost. Um, yes. Yeah. It, for my part, I will say, I hate it when salespeople say that because I think the return on investment figure looks very different from a sales perspective versus like the actual organization. But I also think like adopting a brand new technology requires somebody dedicated to invest in it, right? Like you don't just like pop out of the box understanding how to best use AI to do your job. Yeah, People have to tell you or you have to be able to experiment with it. And like that takes time. So like if people already have their belts tightened, they're trying to figure out how they can get more with less. Yeah. Like, yeah, AI is an option, but you are going to have to dedicate some amount of capacity and time towards figuring out how to use these things and then disseminating that information to the rest of your organization. Yes, I think there will be power you can't just like throw it no. out there and be like no. use it no there'll be there'll be some power ai users and there will be some people mm-hmm. who are assigned 
a co-pilot or a duet AI license or whatever the Zoom Zoom really AI companion. It, they right? don't. They don't. Or they'll be like me with. They'll be like me with my Alexa, <laughs> and like all I ever ask her to do is tell me what the weather is outside. <laughs> It's very similar. I just use mine to turn the lights on and off down here in the basement. Mm-hmm. Um, that's yeah. all mine are used for. Um, that she, yeah. she they, that she does try to do a lot of other stuff, and I politely ask her to to, to stop talking. Yeah, yeah, she does occasionally suggest things to me, and I'm like, no, thank you, please don't, <clears throat> yeah. don't do that. Um, but yeah, but I think like that's the that's the trade off, right? Like if you have to decide for your organization, like are you going to be able to invest in the adoption of the AI in order to to get the return on investment? to offset the costs or are you not ready for that? Yeah. Right? Yeah. So. And looking at duet AI uh, in Google workspace, those features looking at copilot for Microsoft 365, looking at their zoom AI companion, all of the features for those AI add-ons all seem to be about uh, productivity enhancements improvements as opposed Mm -hmm. to replacing roles um it's all about right it's about doing being able to do more rather than there's a lot of a lot of messaging about um of time, you don't want to be like hey buy this and you'll be able to cut 10 percent of your employees <laughs> that's not very nice it's all about using it to like schedule better meetings do note taking for meetings uh, task management um yeah I, I, skip a little bit of time on like uh content development right by um you know, laying down a foundation for you and that kind of thing yes um, yeah i i must say i do have duet ai i do love it uh, I love opening a, 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 a blank Google Doc and then thinking, hmm, what do I do? Let's ask, you know, let's uh, use the little prompt uh, and give myself a template. Uh, and I, I've done that this yeah, week. Yeah, I mean, I think useful. like as a, yeah, as, as somebody who's doing a lot of like project management and strategy work right now, like there are plenty of times when like I have to create a slide deck or a document and like, it's really hard to get started because what I am doing doesn't exist yet. Right. Like it doesn't exist at the organization or like I don't have a well of previous experience with this particular thing to draw on. And Mm -hmm. so it can be really hard to get this started with those and get them structured and things like that. And like, it would be so much easier if I could just talk to the little thing and say, Hey, create me a doc that does this, 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 and this. Right. And then it starts it. And then I have something to work off of. Yeah. Yeah. I just wonder how smart those things are. Like, that's what I worry about is like, um, you know, I've worked in organizations where they are very particular about um, either the, the structure and formatting of documents, or they're very particular about the language they use. And so I almost wonder if like we get to a point where we can feed the AI previous examples and be like, based on these. Yes, yeah. <laughs> right? Create me a doc that does this. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. And, and that lot, would be an incredible time saver. Yeah. And a lot of established organizations will have a set template for, uh, in my experience, and maybe you'll, you'll need to help, uh, you know, create one of them where you are, is have a, a set document template for, you know, uh, proposal, you know, versioning, the table of contents, the indexing. I've started to use 
the um, uh, what's it called? I know where it is in Google Docs, where you can have all of the formatting and it will put in the the outline and the summary. If you use all of the the, and I know Word does it as well. So you can build your own table of contents and you can have all of your indented uh, uh, headings. So I think a lot of that stuff will get so much easier. Um, the one over one general feel I also uh, one of the, the general um, update I saw from a lot of these companies, uh, Google have done it, Microsoft have done it, is all using the term uh, no code, no code or low code. Mm-hmm. It's all about what what we were used to doing, you know, uh, with sort of better cloud and, and making workflows there. It's the the if the when when if then uh little right you know, like a, it's like a yeah a workflow you, you, yeah you just like drag drag type. your little box yeah you type it in it's yeah, all you use your drop down type in your stuff like yeah, yeah it's not yeah. you're not developing a function from scratch you're um you're using components to build um the workflow yeah. yeah 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 there was a lot of that um and even in dream well and that's something that ai really can make vast improvements on right like it is possible to have ai generated apps and yeah. like not really need to to make a lot of changes to them especially for simpler functions so um i mean which is like that's in some roles that is hours and hours and hours of time Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. And I think that is, you sort of alluded to before when you were saying, will AI get clever enough to like look at previous work to then draw assumptions or, or provide uh, access yeah. on the Microsoft side, you could customize. I saw there was an update. You could customize copilot and give it access to, well, you could personalize copilot, give it access to specific pieces of information. So you could ask it direct questions about something as yeah. opposed to that also helps solve the voice problem like a lot of people are that... are a little bit reticent to use ai for writing especially because it can't it doesn't use their voice right yeah. they say it sounds very robotic i think you mentioned this in the yeah. drop hunting yeah. episode right yeah you were like i don't want to use it for cover letters because it won't sound like me but if you could give it access to your past body of work it could, in theory, write in your voice. Yeah, yeah. That was the pointed out in the update for Outlook was... Just on the flip side, that really, like, gave me, like, Big Brother feels. Like, you could replicate someone's work. Well... That's... If you had access to their previous <clears throat> body of work. <laughs> I, well, I, there's been... We, we could have a, we could have a side, a side conversation here about AI and what it's done to spoof people's voices and do, you know, calls to people. Um, you know, I was going to say, yeah, the, the acceleration s- yes. of, of AI related attacks is like, yeah, I mean, we'll have to cover that. I think yeah, yeah. in the like, next episode when we our, talk a little bit about security breaches, but like, yeah, you, yeah. Your, your voice and my voice and other, every other podcaster's voice is out there in the public domain. Mm-hmm. A malicious attacker could go through and, and create an, an AI Colin McCarthy or an AI Rose Layton and then call right. our parents or our, our loved yeah, ones. Yeah, I was going to say, like, just, just by virtue of this podcast, you and I both have a minimum of, what, 20 hours of yeah. audio for our voice. And, like, yeah. you could use that. 
yeah, that's why you know you have to set up a safe word or a keyword with your, your with your family. So, so and and my mum knows that there are these scams out there. So she knows that if she gets and she's been randomly texted by people saying, "Hi, mum, I've got a new phone. You know, what are you doing today?" Um, oh gosh, she, really? Yeah. <clears throat> And she's like, I get, I get random ones, but they're not like that targeted. Yeah, yeah, she had that, and you know, and she knew it was was phishing, so just blocked it because she knew that I would, I would, for one, I wouldn't change my phone, I wouldn't, wouldn't lose it, Without and also, yeah. I, I knew what was, you know, what she was doing that day. So thankfully, yeah. so she, yeah, but a, unfortunately, a lot say, of people so, do get do get fished that way. But yeah, 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 and and it's only it's only going to get worse. But I will say, so um, uh, when I was looking at the roundup notes. Um, I know, so uh, a significant portion of, of Dream Forces, mm-hmm. that's Salesforce and Slack, a significant portion of their conference was also dedicated to this idea of like trust. Um, and, I, and, and it relates back to the, the sort of privacy AI kind of stuff. Like, so we talked about in the pre-show, um, we talked about how Zoom had kind of been like, looked at a little bit askance because they updated their terms and conditions to include some AI stuff. And it was basically like, Hey, we're going to use AI on your meetings to make the product better. And people were like, um, please don't do that. (laughs) Right. Um, and so I thought it was interesting. It's interesting to see how like each organization or each company that's like trying to integrate AI is thinking about this issue about the fact that like AI is a very helpful tool. However, it is also one of the smartest things out there collecting information about you. And it can use that information in unprecedented ways. It's not just like all the data points from like advertising and stuff that like we used to deal with, which was also a privacy concern. It's now like, not only can it collect all of your little metadata points, it can also listen to your voice. It can read your words, right? And it can use those to impersonate you in the worst scenario, right? Or in the best scenario, it can use those to help you do your work faster. So Yes, yeah. Privacy is a very big concern, certainly considering Mm -hmm. in the last few months, some of these companies have had some questionable security incidents. Right. Microsoft and I think too, like, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I, I think the, one of the interesting things is this idea that AI has to somehow be ubiquitous, right? Everybody needs it. Everybody has access to it, but there are still, I mean, we know this from when SaaS started becoming a thing and like when a lot of companies started transitioning to SaaS versus um, more traditional architecture, there were a lot of questions about how secure it was to give over your data to a third party, right? Um, and obviously attacks have gotten more sophisticated mm-hmm. and that kind of overruled that. But now when we're talking about AI, those same companies that are like, hey, we entrusted you with our data, but we don't want you to use AI on it, right? Like I'm sure legal teams are going crazy yeah. over the idea that like, companies could just integrate AI into their product without any warning, right? Yeah. It's interesting how 
you mentioned, yes, we were fearful of, we were cautious of SaaS companies when we used to have everything on premise. But then we were cautious of the motor car when it first came out. And we used to have mm-hmm. people walking in front of it with a red flag to, to warn people of it. And now, you know, that doesn't happen. And we have all autonomous cars and Teslas that I, will drive themselves. It's so funny that you're just like talking about that like you were there, Colin. You're not that old. <laughs> in, a, in, a, in a previous life. In a, in a, in a previous, uh, yeah. Part of my, my tra- time traveling past. But yeah, but it, I, you know, we have... We, we we have got used to huge pieces of technology change. Um, so uh, here's a cat. Oh, so annoying. Oh, don't be, don't be a pain. Come on, just sit down. Ah, oh, this is the problem of oh, living in a cat infested world. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think. I, I think. Attitudes will change. It's just taking people. It will take us time to, you know, adapt to to how it works. Um, um, I'm really hopeful that um, the U.S. can kind of like get it together um, with the, some regulation because um, I think like that's one of the things where we're really lagging behind. Um, and as AI continues to explode and reshape how you doing there Colin (laughs) I just got some claws in my neck but I'm fine (laughs) um as AI continues to explode and reshape the 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 SaaS market as we know it right like we're going to be even more in need of that regulation and especially like the privacy and controls involved um because that's one of the ways in which the U.S. just really is not up to par with um other places in the world like we know that privacy is a concern and we're kind of leaving it to the States right now, which is causing like, like, could you imagine 50 different States having 50 different versions of a privacy law? Like that would be so much, so much to keep track of. Like we really do need to centralize it um, as a country. And like, um, yeah, I'm, I'm hopeful that we'll get there because people will see this kind of danger. I think AI has a lot of potential, right? Like this is something like since we were kids, Right. Like the idea that <laughs> yeah, like yeah. computers and artificial intelligence could do advanced, really, really, truly advanced things. Like we're, we are living in that period right now, I think. And like, we're seeing just a massive amount of improvement and progress in this area that like has been stagnant for a really long time. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like we, we really thought by the year like 2020 that like we were going to have flying cars already and that's not a thing. So, um, but yeah, but I, I, you know, I think it could be, it, it could be a really good thing, but I think it also has the potential to be really, really bad if we continue to kind of like put our heads in the sand and not advocate for regulation and not, not advocate for people's privacy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. Well, it will be very interesting to see. You know, we're coming towards the end of this year, twenty twenty three. We don't have to wait too long for next. Um, only four months. Uh, four months into twenty twenty four, and next will be happening. Um, and then it'll be you know June will be coming around for for some of the other big uh, updates. And I think a lot of this. Um, uh, continual, uh, was it CICD continual, uh, what's it when they, what's, what's the acronym when they continuous improvement, continuous development. Yes. Yeah. That's it. 
I don't think we'll have delivery. to wait. Delivery. delivery, that's it. Yeah. I don't think we'll have to wait for these big, you know, um, obviously the, the, all these companies love their big uh, conferences. They mm-hmm. do all drop a whole bunch of updates, but with the CICD, they, we will have a, a trickle of, of new updates coming along. Um, yeah, conference season, yeah, is useful mostly in the sense that like it gives you a sense of where things are going, right? A lot of times, in especially in the last couple of years, we've started to see, you know, we see more broad strokes announcements, or we see really big announcements that aren't yet available, right? They just really want us to be thinking about where where this stuff can go. Yeah, yeah. The one thing that I'm also interested to see for. 2024 is how many of these conferences uh, carry on being in-person, virtual, or hybrid. Mm-hmm. Because lastly, I will want to say the big um, – uh, I'm just looking at my screen uh, for Zoom, for the Zoomtopia. The, the, the phrase that I keep seeing everywhere in all of their wrap-up comms is hybrid. Uh, it was a hybrid event using their own platform, which is really good. Um, right. Well, but- and yeah, and so to be I've, to be fair to them, it's a little bit self-indulgent on their part because um, they've, while they have brought people back into the office, if they're, I think their, their policy is within 50 miles of the office, you have uh-huh. to spend two days in the office, right? So while they have brought some people back into the office part-time, um, they really do still have a ton of remote employees who aren't local to an office. And like, they've really had to commit to this hybrid workforce thing. Right. So, um, yeah, I mean, I find it, it's nice, but I, I also find it a little bit self-indulgent that like their, their focus as an organization supports them <laughs> as much as it does the, every, their customers. Yes. Yeah. Obviously all of these <laughs> conferences are, are marketing events run by generally the, the marketing department. Um, right. So that's what they are. They are marketing. So, but um, yeah, it's uh, a lot of improvements, a lot of end user functionality improvements. And, Oh, we forgot to mention the reveal for those of you that stayed to the end of the show. The company that is now making its own chips, Microsoft. They're getting into yes. the chip making business. Right. They have joined uh, Apple and Google in making their own chips for their own hardware. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, so they don't get locked into any uh, problematic uh, NVIDIA uh, reliance uh, with, yeah. with rising costs. Um, well, and obviously, and all... yeah, like this subject is only tangentially related to the SaaS market, but like it is, it's fascinating. I think it's very interesting to see this as a trend, um, to understand what happened immediately prior to this, which was that we had some pretty massive supply chain issues. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So to see that like three of the major players in business, um, software and hardware that like Google, Apple, and Microsoft are now making their own their own chips for their hardware is um, pretty interesting. Yep, yep. Uh, something else to look forward to in twenty twenty four. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Well, enjoy the AI, Colin. <laughs> I will. I will. I'll uh, I'll, I'll in, enjoy. Uh, looking out for all of the the sign up information to uh, mm-hmm. try and attend um next in 2024 in Las Vegas. Oh, are be... you going to do it? 
I, I hope so. I hope so. I hope my uh, current employer will uh, will take me Allow. there. Sponsor yeah. again. Yeah. We are a Google partner. We do have a presence there. So, right. um, it's not out of the question. No, no. Um, and I always like to go to the other ones as well, randomly when I can. Well, yeah, you'll have to let me know how it goes. <clears throat> will do. Will do. All right. Stay well, Rose. You too, Colin. Have Bye-bye.